0: That's how it goes. That's how. That's. Uh, isn't that what this movie's called? No, it's. it's Spacewalk. Be- it's the beyond. Go over there. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Yes. Place beyond the pines. Star Trek Beyond the Pines. Star Trek Beyond Two Ferns. Between yes. two ferns. Star Trek Beyond Two Ferns, starring Zach Galifianakis as Captain Kirk. Yes. Hello, everyone. Good Friday, friendarino's It's it is. time for a bonus review! Good Friday indeed. Hello, welcome to a bonus episode of the Steam Greg Podcast. It's not about choosing another one. We could we may as well stop calling these bonuses because we're we're kinda of doing them a bit more often than we thought we would. Yeah, it seems like it's almost becoming just a, a regular thing. It's almost like we consume media at an exceptional rate. It's it's almost as if we live together now, and it's much faster and easier for us to get together to make more podcasts. Exactly. So, oh, my God. Uh, we saw Star Trek Beyond, the newest Star Trek film. Spacewalk over there. Directed by Justin Lin, director of the Fast and Furious franchise. Woo! Best known for. Anyway, uh, so we are going to give you a little review of that episode Right now. Here it is. Let's, let's just do wow. it. <laughs> Woo! Space! My dad joined Starfleet because he believed in it. I joined on a dare. You joined to see if you could live up to him. You spent all his time trying to be your dad. And now you're wondering what it means to be you. We're overwhelmed by something—something something we've never seen before. I know this isn't the last of my crew, but this is my last report as the captain of the Starship Enterprise. And that was from the trailer of Star Trek Beyond, the new oh film by Justin Lin that we just wow. talked about. And to give, to to give you the rundown show. again, once again, this is Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. Beyond Star Trek. Yes. Uh, third installment of the J.J. Abrams Star Treks, or as many fans have called it, Star Wars Trek. Yes. Um, I liked this movie. I liked it quite a bit. Steve, um, I loved this movie. You did. I, I think we may have differing opinions as far, as far as how much we loved it. I think you might have loved it a bit better than I did. I um, most likely did. I think I'll start off with, let's reestablish our relationship with the first two Star Trek films. Yes. Of the J.J. Abrams reboot uh, era. All right, um, 2009. I, yes, so 2009, I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, for what it was, J.J. Abrams reboot, retooling, uh, alternate universe, Star Trek. Uh, And I could safely say that we both agreed that Into Darkness was stupid. 2009 was a Star Wars fan fiction with Star Trek characters, and Into Darkness is a big, hot, steamy turd. It is a terrible movie. This is bad from beginning to end. Character relationships are terrible. And 95% of that movie is just all five of the main characters arguing with each other. Exactly. That's why I loved the shit out of this movie way more than the past two movies. Because it didn't have any of the characters getting to petty shitty arguments for the sake of getting into petty shitty arguments. And it's just a well-structured, fun, space action movie with a couple moments of good character interaction and solid writing th- and not fanfiction-y like 2009. Uh, d- d- define fanfictiony, because I think you've defined fan y as bad. The plot, the the plot bad. of 2009's Star Trek is that Spock from the future causes a time rift and Spock from the future is now in the past and he fucked everything up And the only reason that Kirk decides to become captain of the ship, besides being it a dare, is that he met Old Spock and Old Spock said, you're the captain of the Enterprise. You have to be the captain of the Enterprise. I, and I, I found and that's that, why I hate that movie. <laughs> I found that to be very actually refreshing because shit like that happens in real Star Trek all the time. You don't really and know that. I don't know. You don't and know that, but sh- bo- like weird dumb shit like that happens all the time. And, and I it's think that's why great... I also like this movie because I didn't need to know shit about the show in at at all to enjoy this movie. Well, to be there, fair, there you are didn't need... references to the show. I'm sure. Like, Tums. lots of in-between-the-line in shit, but it doesn't take center stage like it did it Into Darkness, where that's what hurt that movie overall, where it's just you have to know a lot about the show to understand worlds and characters and character interaction and all this other shit, like the reveal of Khan. Well, when we get to... I don't to know sh- shit about Khan, so his reveal meant nothing. Well, when we get to the actual reveal of Khan, I think the, like... Getting into like the review of this movie, you could, the argument can be made that a lot of the plot elements from both Into Darkness and this are relatively the si- similar. Pretty uh, much bad, all three movies are pretty similar. Uh, it's gonna, it's s- all revenge stories. I know, but <laughs> the parallels are actually a bit more apparent between Beyond and uh, Into Darkness because it's like, you know, bad guy wants revenge, doomsday device. Uh, you have, Dude, like, that's, that's the, the 2009 re- version as well. Not so much a doomsday device, but it's like okay, we're going to be destroying planets for until like I feel until Leav Schreiber or whoever this man is anyway until Eric Bana gets bored. Eric Bana gets bored, not (laughs) Leav Schreiber. I would love (laughs) Leav Schreiber to be a a Romulan. Uh, When we see like, but I think all of the like it's simplistic because there are references in both of these other sequels. Yes. And the flaws with Into Darkness was the fact that it kind of beat you over the head with them because they're supposed to mean something when they don't Guys, mean anything. Look, but look. Exactly. But when Beyond happens, they happen seemingly either on the, the slot, background. either incident, no, no, incidentally, or they're actually a part of the story. They're incorporated into it organically so that you actually are in on the joke rather than feeling missed out for something. And there's kind of like a cute little intro that kind of has a point to it as well where it's like okay well like we're kind of having like sequelitis like the the star trek crew is having sequelitis with its 5 year mission and it's li- they literally saying things are feeling episodic right now and Ha-ha, it's getting zing. to be it's, it's it's starting to feel mundane and kirk's having a bit of a conflict of well, what does it all mean to be the captain? I'm a little older than my dad did just just before he He died, and now... I felt like this Kirk was the most, like, realistic and also the one that I kind of like more than the previous two movies because he he felt like a leader and a captain, uh, whereas the 2009 version, he's... He was a jock. Yeah, I totally understand that one because it's, it's the origin story. So, yeah, he's the jock, he's learning whatever. The second movie, he is so bad... At being a captain, it's laughable, and it's it's interesting because like actual Kirk, like Kirk from the, the original series, is a very like sensible and level-headed captain, and he only sometimes shows instances of like oh he's a womanizer and he's gonna be reckless and all that. Like he's not really like that. He's that's not just, actually. That's just the way that the previous two movies made exactly, to be. and he has seemingly evolved into what Kirk had actually been, which was. A decent, level-headed, smart captain, and in this plot where things seem to be uh, relatively the same, all of these other characters interact with each other well because they're boiled down to their essence, yes, seemingly. And again, it's it's very it's it's a very symbolic movie kind of where it, it it's 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 metaphors of plot devices where we have Kirk have being conflicted as to what his role is and how he can be the best captain he can be. And Spock being conflicted about, oh, also, I loved how the romance between her and Ahura is kind of like just it's just, it's just swept done. under a rug. Thank God. No, no, it's not it's not done. It's just like, all right, let's but I just mean, ignore that. But it, it, it that. didn't take center stage of their characters. Exactly. And which and is what the previous two movies did, and that was their only relevance. And the, and the fact that uh, Spock doesn't flip shit 30 times in this movie, like he does in the previous ones. Yeah. He's pretty much like cold, calculating Spock, but he shows emotion and he cares. Exactly. And the reason for Ahura and his romance is being swept under the rug is actually a pretty decent reason. It's because I he, think it was a great sign off to, to Leonard Nimoy. As well. Yes, exactly. But also as well as the fact that, like, oh, yeah, New Vulcan kind of doesn't have really any. Vulcans around, so I should probably be concerned about repopulating my I, yeah. race and species. So, so Spock's, and- Spock's entire plot point is that he's he's facing an existential crisis after Admiral Spock, old Spock, the one from the original Time-traveling Spock. Time-traveling Spock. Them old time-travelers. That Marty McSpock uh, has passed away, and I thought it was a really good scene of him finding out the news and then Spock sitting by himself, reminiscing, mm-hmm. and it, it's a lot of moments like this in this movie why I found it so good and so much better than the previous two movies, because although, like, the movie's not brilliant. There's no way. I mean, it's a it's a dumb blockbuster fun action movie, uh, but it has moments to slow down and lets character development yeah. happen and show motivation for character development. And that's what I think the previous two movies kind of lacked for the most part. More so Into Darkness. Um, 2009 definitely had character revelations with Kirk and Spock, where the rest of the crew just did their one big, dumb, here's our scene in the movie, and then that's it. <laughs> A main argument, or main complaint amongst you know, the diehard Star Trek fans is that these these new, new movies have their, they beat you over the head with action, they're big, dumb, action-y things, and they don't have that Star Trek, like, moral quandaries and all of these things that make Star Trek, Star Trek, which, like, you start to, and while this movie also has all of those things, yes. uh, they're done well, and you see, like, you still see those glimmers of that original Star Trek things. Like, you have those quandaries of wh- where and where Starfleet actually or the federation becomes uh, like actually tested with you have history of previous captains that have gone kind of off the rails and all these other things and Idris Elba's character, which we'll get to in a minute, because I actually think that he's kind of underused. Quite I thought a bit I in thought he movie. was kind of lame. He I don't was, want to see lame, he was, but he again, was just he was a simple villain. He, he he had his plan. There are some things that are really cool about him, but in terms of like overall as a villain in this series. Um he's better than Khan, but I think Eric Bana it has so far been the best of the His villains. His personality bit yes. the most in that. Because because he's so over dramatic about it. Um and he he brought that Eric Bana charm. <laughs> yes. I can't help it. Like when you see him mad, you can't help but feel mad. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. You destroyed my planets. Fuck. Uh-huh. And it was it was a very interesting it's it's an interesting twist that I kind of very 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 much saw coming almost the second that they ran into different devices. We won't spoil really anything, but it cuz it's a very simple movie and I don't want to It's very it's an incredibly simplistic movie. But it but but, but it's still very fun and the thing is the movie is well structured and it brings up elements throughout the film that are reused and there's build up to plot points whereas there isn't a whole lot of things just being shoved in for the sake of being there aside from, you know, the Beastie Boys sabotage. Yes. But there was a build up as to a reason why they used sabotage cuz it's literally used as a plot device. Well, it's it's part it's part of the scene rather than the music playing in a scene like yes. when you see a fight it's happen a, it's like It's the actual plot point. Yeah. They they fight the bad guys with sabotage. Yeah. I actually wish that like I've I've had a running joke of mine that like I wish when I got into a fight, music would just start playing like in movies <laughs> because it would actually motivate me to fight better of all of the times that I've gotten into fights. but it's plus, like, Plus, you could use the beats of the music to help you out when you're fighting. And you time it like, like Channing Tatum in yeah. the fighting. Yeah, you're doing it like Parappa the Rapper. Yeah, but yeah. But instead of pushing square so you can say that, that fly beat, you're hitting a dude. It's all in the mind. It's all in the mind. It's all in the mind. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to the cool new character, uh, Jayla. Jayla, I thought, Pretty was cool. a really cool character. Yeah. I like her design. I liked her backstory. Uh, they didn't force her into some kind of dumb romantic relationship like they did with What's-Her-Face from the last movie. Yeah. It, it was a very, it, it's a very she good... She was organically brought into the cast. Yeah, really cool She was cool organically brought into the plot. Mm-hmm uh but i want to talk a bit more about idris Elba and again how he's kind of underutilized but also how uh the simplicity of his vil- his the, his, arc, his motivation i guess you could say <laughs> uh was underutilized and a bit and like it could have gone further because like you have you have the idea of the villain who's gone off the rails that May or may not have a change of heart come the end because he's lost his way and all this stuff. And by the end of it, felt like they were going to try and go with a Doc Ock situation from Spider-Man 2. Yeah, and I wish they kind of did. Because there was a moment where, like, something like that would have happened. And I think you know exactly when it is. When, like, you know, like, Kirk's about to save the day, but he can't quite do it. And, like, the villain sneaks up behind it. it And 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 it seemed like Andrew Savile was going to jump up and be like, and and help him save the day. I will stay. Like, I have I s- learned the errors of my I ways, but, it, but instead it was just like, oh, well, no, I'm just angry again, and I'm going <laughs> to get you again. Uh, and which, you know, I mean, flip a coin, we'll but see if happens. But I mean, like, happens, th- but th- this is, again, like, this is a Justin Lin film. I mean, if we, look, if we look at the previous Fast and the Furious movies, they're all simplistic, too. I, I wasn't expecting... Co-written by Simon Pegg, though. Like, the screenplay is his. I felt... Li- I think Simon Pegg was used for a lot of the dialogue, especially the jokes... Uh, and I felt like he was there for the Star Trekiness in terms of, like, the technology and, uh, the build-up to, uh, sequences of, uh, like, how spa- how the spaceships are crashing on the planet, why this sh- mm-hmm. shit's happening, simple stuff like that. He was used more for the funny, fun parts, uh, and then our other writer, uh, Doug guy man Doug Lung Doug Doug Lung Doug Jung Doug Jung It's Jung actually it's Doug Jung. Uh, Jung I felt like he was the one that that handled more of the stories Well it's, it was actually uh Peg was drafted by Abrams when he decided to not direct it while he was off writing Star Wars Star Wars and wow. doing all of that stuff because uh, that job kind of swept him up, and it was actually yeah. Peg that did most of the heavy lifting and a lot of doctor stuff that like fixed up with structure and everything was Jungs. Um, but it's it's a very interesting way because you you'd think that Peg would insert a bit more humor, a bit more uh, I guess wackiness, like Edgar Wrightiness. I, I you can, might say I can see why he didn't do that because he said he's a huge fan of Star Trek. And I felt like he wanted to make the film as Star Trek as possible, but still got to remember that this is a summer blockbuster exactly. action movie series, and people are used to the previous two movies where they're these big over the top action mm-hmm. movies. And I, I, I think you, we can st- we still get glimmers of that good Star Trekness and front coming out of of Peg. I don't know what that is though. That's that's, that's my, that's 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 my main problem. Guess, uh, but, guess but, what? But that's the reason why I like this movie so much because I don't need to know anything about the show to enjoy this movie. And in a weird way, that's exactly why I know you liked the movie because this was the most Star Trek of the movies. Because I know that. I, I'm big in the Star Trek game. And I can na- easily say that and I can definitely say that the simplicity of that is kind of it's exactly, exactly why you liked me. it. Is uh, what it's got, exactly that's why you that's liked it. That's what tickled my fancy. Um, I'm guessing so. I didn't like it as much because I just I would watch a movie about interstellar diplomacy discussed <laughs> for two and a half hours. I don't know. I, I and thought then a big dumb explosion. Like I want you to re- to watch some of the good Star Trek movies. That was from like next gen and quote and, unquote good ones and Wrath of Khan and everything. Like have right. you seen Wrath of Khan? No. Have you seen any Star Trek film that's not one of these? Nemesis? Oh, boy. Is that the one where Data jumps into space to get to another spaceship and he blows it up? And he blows up? Yeah, that's that's Nemesis. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen, and I had no idea what was happening. That's fine, because (laughs) I don't think anybody knew what was happening on set of that. Tom Hardy's in that. Oh, yeah. Isn't he, like... Yeah, he's the bad Isn't he Picard's, like... Clone? He's um, yeah, yeah, you could say that a he's, little bit. He's he's like a shadow the hedgehog. Exactly. Um, you 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 really should see a couple of those because there's actually a couple of great references to other Star Trek films in that, like when we have like that toast at the end of uh, like to absent friends that is and then uh, it cuts immediately to Chekhov. Uh well yeah that's that's also an amazing kind Uh of you know like, what I I would say that there is also another homage to him earlier in the movie and that's when Bones and Kirk sit down and he's like hey I stole this bourbon from Chekhov's locker and I'm like that's a, that's that's cute. I, I can't tell if that was actually for him I'm pretty or if sure it was just a scene before. Well him. Anton Yelchin kind of died like about like 2 or 3 weeks he, after this he, movie came out yes. and I'm guessing no? that most of, Yeah, no, it was about like a month or so before No, no, this no. Movie well, I was going to say not before the movie came out, but I guess after filming. Yeah, this was after filming. Like Yeah, he died he between, died about a month ago. Between wrapping the movie and the premiere, like about like 3 weeks before the premiere he died. Right. Um and I'm guessing that it wasn't exactly for him, but like little clever like moments of just like happening to have the that like, you know, to absent friends and then he's right there. Yeah. Um it, it seemed touching and poignant. Um working out like that. Um and also the passing of actual Letter Nee Uh. a co- a year back or so and that was handled quite well as well and when Spock's like action actual- Neither one of them were hit over the head because I feel like no. if JJ Abrams was still in the reins of this movie there would have been like, it has gotta be like this five minute long sequence of like Zachary Quinto like sitting down, like rocking back and forth, holding his knees, crying, going, I'm dead, I'm Uh dead. I mean, I may get flack for this, but like, I feel like if, I feel like J.J. Abrams films, at least with these films, he's like three notches above Zack Snyder. Yeah, Uh, like I 100% agree with that. Like he gets it, but, like, there's still some things that, there are, like... There are moments, mm-hmm. like, In out all of mm, his come movies. Come on, man. It's been that way with all of his movies. Oh, but yeah. There's, there are moments of it where I'm like, oh, why? Oh. I, like I said, I still had those moments with uh, The Force Awakens, and I still love the shit out of that movie. <laughs> uh-huh. and, it's, and, then, and they're mainly... None of them will, like... Uh, I mean, outside of Into Darkness, like, they'll never... They'll rarely fuck up a movie. Like, he won't do that. No, but there are moments of... They'll, they'll pull you out of the movie... Well, at it's least like, pe- people who are, who are, really, really, really into films and pop mm-hmm. culture media like us, that will take them out of the moment to say, ew, ew, uh, ew, ew mm-hmm. almost gag. Exactly, and even like I wasn't even the biggest fan of the Beastie Boys thing, in the first in one, any of because the this movie. was kind of weird. <laughs> but when the Beastie Boys thing comes up in this one, I'm like, all right. That worked. I audibly like, cheered cool. because I thought it was hilarious. Like, but <laughs> but but that's the thing though. Like it t- it took the dumb thing that we didn't like or that I at least didn't like and it made it into a sort of a cheeky wink for everybody I thought, else. I thought it was fun. It yeah. it just solidified the fact that this movie is fun. This movie's movie. also gorgeous by the way. Very well shot. Once again, another reason why I like this movie a just, lot. Just I think to- one of my favorite shots in this entire movie is when uh, it's when the Enterprise uh, it goes back to whatever that big colony planet is, Yorktown, I think yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. The st- and the, star and the Enterprise leaves and the camera stays oh, yeah, it's, right on the like the bridge of the ship. It's as if somebody strapped a GoPro like right on the, the hood of the Enterprise and you just see like the two twin engines and it's just stuck to it. And you see and you, you see, see them go right into the warp drive, you see. Space bend and them leaving the, just uh, the from, base. Just like, from, just hunkered in from, like, a, like you just literally stuck the camera right on the Enterprise and just went off. And that's a very cool shot. I love that shot. Totally Justin Lin. Like, I've seen yes. that shot before from his movies before. And, like, <laughs> he's, he's used it a million times and pretty much well, not, every... not a, mil- not a million <laughs> times, but, like, I've seen that <laughs> shot before, and that's a great shot to do when you're on a spaceship. Yes. Because um, it, it establishes, once again, this is a series about space exploration. Yeah. They're in space. Space. Having That's fun. fucking cool in itself. Exactly. They're Sp- on a space boat <laughs> to go to different planets. In space. In space to find little four armed little midget aliens to give them machinery. But yeah. Space! It's great. Space I, is great. I love this movie. This movie I, I was really very do. good. I thought this movie was really fun. Um, I love the action sequences. They're so they're so fun. They, they, they um, are I love fun. what Jayla brings to the table, where, where she brings that that hologram thing that makes like four different versions of her appear, mm-hmm. and then Kirk uses it uh, at a, at a later action sequence, and it's that kind of stuff that yeah just, yeah it made everything Refer- look like it's like, a yeah, fun visual callbacks sci-fi movie. to yeah. things like that payoff, and and that's very good. I think I I would only get into complaints and I I would more so call them nitpicks. I think that sometimes the plot would be almost sometimes too simple. I feel like I I kind of was, was calling things as they happened a bit too much. Um, you mean like how the motorcycle was sitting on the? Oh, like just in, right here, right, Oh the, my God, that's that's a motorcycle my dad used to have. Man, I sure do love motorcycles. I'm yeah, into motorcycles, guys. Yeah, it, well, not even so much like that, but like a bit of the underused villain plot where we kind of found out like what his deal was right up, like right up to the end. Like we didn't really know anything about him until like about five minutes before his, we his had to beat him. His motivation is really shaky throughout the entire. It's movie. shaky. Like, it's, it, it's 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 well founded and understandable. But like I don't have any real stakes of like oh he's just bad and he's doing something bad. He's a bad oh, guy. Oh, this is why like he's doing something bad. bad. Okay, and that's like it. that's it. Yeah, he's a bad, He's a bad guy. He wants to be do bad things because he wants revenge. But then, revenge. but that revenge plot is actually pretty cool, and I wish they kind of like drew, drew that out a bit because like that would have like i don't know raised the stakes a bit for me i more, felt like this it... movie was was trying to establish the new writing team and to show what's going to happen for the series without jj abrams so much in in terms of being in in the helm I know, of, but... the, of the films and i feel like the next movie i feel like they'll be more Star Trekky if it that's a- what you're looking for. It actually helps me appreciate Abrams' influence, the, like what if, influence that he had on this series. Because I want to see other people take the helm on this. Like I loved what Justin Lin did with did with this movie. I love I love the idea of treating these movies like it's a television series, like like House of Cards, <laughs> almost Garden, like Star Trek, right? <laughs> yes, you know. But you know, having different directors and different writing staff for each movie. So they bring their own different flair and taste to it, but you still have Abrams producing it saying, this is the way that I want my universe to work, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be fun. I want to see the Next Generation crew in a form of either a reboot or a film because, hey- John Picard comes from an alternate reality. We need Spock. And he takes Spock with them and then they go on this- Big binger of a fucking like space Vegas adventure. I'm just saying, like if we see if we get to see like the end of the Star Trek crew, and if you want to make more, like get wait like another three want that years the next generation and then, movie, dude, man, that new that's generation. My, that's my crew. That's 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 my shit right there. All right, Pulaski, fucking Geordi. That's my stuff. Data and him having adventures on the holodeck, solving mysteries. It's the best. It's like space. It's Star Trek, Sherlock buddy. Holmes. I love it. Well, that's why I say we get more hyped out for the new Star Trek series because they're going to treat that show like an American, American horror, horror story. Horror story. Yeah. They're going to have a new cast and crew every season. And I could get into that. Uh yes. I th- I think that I think this new series will be the most digestible for entry-level fans or entry-level oh boy. I can't people. wait to start from Star Trek all the way from the beginning. Yeah, because as much of a fan of Star Trek that I am, I honestly don't know where to start recommending episodes or shows for you, other than, like, this new one, because it'll be a brand new thing. I think I think it's the that's the best way to put it for n- people who are interested in getting into Star Trek, but don't want to go through the huge fucking catalog of, what, five different well, if series? Well, you reference yeah. A couple of them are fucking amazing, though. Anyway, we should wrap this up. And before closing, we do, closing thoughts. Go see this movie. It's a shit ton of fun. I thought it was great. <laughs> it's a big fun prison break space movie. Some cool cinematography, cool action sequences, it's funny, uh but it doesn't it doesn't hit you over the head with its references and shit. It's the perfect way for anyone who doesn't know shit about Star Trek to enjoy Star Trek. I, I would agree, uh to a lesser extent, it's a very fun, uh simple movie. And if you're gonna if you like your action, and if you like your fun, if you, you like the go Beastie Boys, it. you're gonna uh, fucking love this movie. Yeah, if you like two minutes of Beastie Boys, then you got it. <laughs> then you got it here. Not yeah. even. I'd say it's like what, forty five seconds yes. before I, they're like, all right, let's get stop. Stop. I had a super good time with it. <laughs> but before we wrap this up, we gotta hear a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, Steve here from the Stephen Greg Podcast. It's not about shoes. We are going to be talking to you about our sponsors for a quick moment here. It's audible.com. If you don't know what Audible is, it's the best website ever. You got a, you, you get, you got a, you got a website that's going to give you audiobooks. It's audiobooks. You don't want to read books. Books are terrible. They got pages. They kill trees. They're tree-murdering people. We don't like that. We like audiobooks here. All right, and Audible's got a great offer for the listeners of this show if you go to audibletrial.com slash S-N-G it's going to give you guys a 30 day free trial and an audiobook download of your choice I am going to recommend Devil in the White City this week Greg and I are reading it for a little book club that we're part of and listening to this is great, you know how much of a sweet sucker we are for good narration and a good story and this book has it all, but they've also got Thousands upon thousands of other titles for you to choose from. We got *The Hobbit*. We got *Girl on the Train*. We've got a bunch of other places. Any any book that you can think of, it's there. So go to AudibleTrial.com/sng for your free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. Who doesn't like that? It's books. Don't read them. Listen to them. Audible.com. And that's going to do it for us. Greg, why don't you tell us where you could find us on the internet? Well, obviously, you're listening to us via SoundCloud or iTunes, which is amazing because we update our regular episodes every single Monday, and bonus and solo episodes come out on Fridays. Ooh, spicy. If you want to keep in touch with what we've been doing throughout the week, feel free to check out our Facebook and Twitter pages. You can find them with the letters S N G Cast. And if social media isn't your thing and you'd like to get a little personnel with us, send us your nudie photos. Send us your big old giant questions that Facebook can't handle to our email address, sngcast at gmail dot com. Oh, my God. We use the same letters for everything. What a concept. I know. Yes, it's great. Thank you again so much, Gregory. And thank you so much to our sponsors this week. Yes, the very, spon- very special sponsors of Adobe. Uh, Feel free to use the code SNIG to get your free tasty audiobook. That's Audible, not Audible. We don't want to be deceptive here. Audible? Yes, Audible.com. Thank you so much. Yeah, you don't want to go to Adobo. They have pretty mediocre Mexican food. Pretty true. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the show. Please get in touch with us. Please keep listening to the show. Feel free to subscribe to us on iTunes and everything like what Greg just said. We love that you did that. Of course. We're going to see uh, you next time. Yeah. Tune in Monday for our big tasty review of *The Killing Joke*. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about that. Uh huh. It's gonna be real short. It's (laughs) not a whole lot. Just like the movie. Not a whole lot going on. Mm -hmm. All right. Later.